0: Hi, I'm Angela and welcome to the Mood Board Podcast. I'm excited because this week I'm gonna be doing another segment of where are the black tastemakers now? The last time I did an interview with Clarence Gabriel, it was in 2016 and he was a furniture business owner in Los Angeles. Since then, a lot has changed. He's in Atlanta now, he's doing real estate, photography, and there's a lot of other projects that are cooking right now. And I'm just excited to learn what's new and what's going on with him. Many people have been asking me, how can they support my business? And let me tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already on the right path. So just make sure that you subscribe and share it with your friends and family. But a second thing you can do is sign up for my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room how to create a mood board in less than 15 minutes you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space i will also provide feedback on skillshare and share students work on my instagram feed so on that note let's get started with the show one clarence i'm really excited to talk to you for many reasons Mm-hmm. When you're part of 28 Black Tastemakers. You were one of the first years in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I have not really talked to you since then. I'm, I mean, on social media, yeah. I'm sending you messages and stuff like that. But that has been it for years.
1: For years. So it's, it's, been, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot to cover. So you tell me how deep you want me to go.
0: Oh, man. We're going we're to try to stay high level, but then I'm going I'm to dig in. So my first question I'm going to ask you, just because we haven't connected in so long, is where are you now? Um, I am in an
1: amazing place, actually, uh, okay. In my life.
0: okay. I am in
1: a really beautiful uh, space and place where things are just coming together.
0: Mm. Like, things mm-hmm. are
1: beginning. Um, I mean, you and I have been aware of one another. We've f- followed each other for a lot of years now. Yeah. So you've seen all of the sort of different evolutions of who I am as, a, as yeah. an individual being. And I'm in a really, just this really spectacular place where all of those things are beginning to f- solidify and form yeah. into like sort of one entity. Um, and I'm just, I, I, I can't, it's just, it's just, I feel like I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm birthing something right now.
0: Okay, which is um, great.
1: And all of those things are coming together <laughs> for that moment. And so I am in a, I, you, I, you can't, I can't beat where I'm at today. I've mm. never been, I've never felt more joy, Mm -hmm. I've never felt more confidence, I've never felt more love and community, Um, and I've just never felt more inspired than Mm -hmm. where I am today.
0: So let me ask them my my second question. So I know the last time, the first time I was writing, you lived in LA and now you're in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Did that move help with any of the changes that you're feeling now? It, it it did
1: it actually did and it came in a roundabout way it wasn't it wasn't a direct connection um, yeah. I, I moved here and I don't know I don't know if you knew this but I mean it's, I think at some point I posted it on Instagram but I'd gotten married and, and living L A is home yeah um, met someone there dated for a year or so got married moved to Atlanta okay um, and that was that that move was predicated sort of on that like satisfying some desires in that marriage yeah. Um, and then we moved to Atlanta, and we got a divorce quickly.
0: Oh, so it was like, um,
1: yeah, it was it was a hmm. quick. It was, it was like within we didn't make it a whole year here.
0: Hmm.
1: And um, I, my friends and my family, they, everybody was like, well, well like, I guess you're coming back home. Cause I've never. I have to admit, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm one of the, I don't know, uh, the, I guess the defectors or naysayers. I've never really <laughs> loved Atlanta.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I've never, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an LA kid tried and true, like in my, yeah. homes, you know, um, and I never really loved Atlanta. Uh, and so moving here was a big deal for me.
0: Right, you know? and you had moved for your partner and then that yeah. didn't even work out. And now you're like, what am I doing here? Exactly. Okay. And people were asking me if I, I guess you're just coming home.
1: And I was mm. just like, no. I was like, I said, I, I said, I'm not coming home. And I said, my reason is I don't believe God or the universe brought me to this place for, mm. to get a divorce, mm. like there has to be, so I, I, I stayed in hopes and in an effort to find what my purpose was here, Yeah, in Atlanta. and I think I've come into that, and yeah. that's why I claim the real, true, genuine joy that I feel,
0: Hmm. Um, and that's why and I cling to it It, it's like the best I've never felt better than I feel right now ever so we always like to call you I mean the people that I follow a lot of us like to call you the renaissance man yes because I feel like when I was first talking to you in LA you had like an interior design store yeah you had a showroom showroom. you had Mm -hmm. a showroom then you went through this period where you were just doing all these like fantastic motivational quotes every day yeah, maybe yeah. that was post divorce. I don't know. I was connecting with those. You know, some days I needed those.
1: You know, and, I'm, and I and I found that there was a community who did. And there were people who were somewhat rather disappointed that I stopped. And I, and and I think though that I'm at a place where I can do them again and do them for a different for, for di- uh I guess for so, sort of for a different purpose.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'll tell you about those. Those are my gratitude lists. And yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: I'd uh had been for a while, I, I guess, let's be transparent. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, be let's honest. be honest. After my marriage, after my, after my divorce, um, I found myself in a deep depression and didn't know that I was in mm. depression. Yeah. Um, my divorce, it, what followed was there, was, there was a plan. We were moving, you know, my, my base is Los Angeles. All of my business was Los Angeles. I can, on any given day, because I grew up there, and all of my careers prior to uh, getting into the design business, were about developing relationships. I was a, yeah. a professional fundraiser for a lot of years, all these different right. things. So I knew everybody. I could literally say in LA that I'm going to start selling rocks and somehow I would be supportive. <laughs> I, I,
0: right, like, look at him. look at this man.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. And um, I moved to Atlanta and the plan was, when we moved here, I was like, okay, so you know I don't have a, a base here, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to it's gonna take me some time to really build up a clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the plan was, i'll support you for a year um you do what you can to get your business running Mm -hmm. and then since we didn't make it a year and 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 we actually probably even didn't make it the whole six solid months Mm. before uh we just kind of just started disappearing on each other yeah and i just kind of had to figure it out and then so so i couldn't get my business really started because i didn't have the resources the real resources to do the way i did it before And how I did it before was all out of pocket when I started it, It which is a a big deal, is a big undertaking. Um, And so I didn't have the resources to do that this time. Um, I was now finding myself in a position where I was like, I need to find a place that I can afford to live, but I barely have an income.
0: Mm, Right, (laughs) right.
1: have an income Um, and all these different things. And before I knew it, I was experiencing emotions that I'd never felt before. Mm. And, over a period of time, I just said, I'm gonna go talk to a therapist because I don't know what I'm feeling and I, I, I'm unable to shake it. Yeah. I'm, I consider myself to be, have always considered myself to be notoriously resilient. Mm. Um, whenever, I go through bad, yeah. whenever I go through bad moments, bad moods, bad breakups, whatever the case may be, it, you know, I shake them off. I'm like, okay, that was it. What's the lesson in it? Let's keep going, right? Yeah. This time it wasn't that way. Mm. And I started seeing a the therapist we quickly determined, well, day one, this is the funniest story and I'll, I'll keep it brief and I'll move on. <laughs> uh, so I'm there, She asked me why I'm here. And I'm like, you know, well, I'm just having these feelings. I don't know what they are. And she says, what are you feeling? I go to express myself. She slides over this pamphlet. She slid it across the table. <laughs> and at the top of the pamphlet said, um, are you depressed? And then underneath mm-hmm. it, it had like 10 things, like, you know, check marks. I must have said like eight of them. Mm, right. <laughs> and yeah. Said, uh, and, and I laugh. I'm smiling about this at this moment um, because I've come through it one. But I said once I read it, I said, oh, is that it? And she was like, I said, OK, OK, cool. And she looked at me like I was, she was like, are you OK? And I was like, no, I mean, we've identified what it is. So what are we going to do about it? Like, right. I mean? Right. I said, and I said, I would have never known I was depressed because I've never been depressed. So mm-hmm. let's 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 get to work. Like that's I was ready. Yeah, and I'm Um, glad
0: you went too. Oh man,
1: best thing, best thing ever. Mm -hmm. I have been fired by a therapist in LA before. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's another story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But this one stuck. (laughs) I wanted this woman to be like a girlfriend. I was like, I like, I really wanted to ask this woman to go out to drinks. I looked forward to my therapy sessions. (laughs) looked It was like never missed a week. It was like, okay, nope, I can't do this at this time. I got therapy on Tuesday at three. I am on it and um best thing ever came through it uh and part of that therapy was part of the recommendation was to talk uh, you know I should write down a gratitude list
0: yes I, hard-headed
1: I did not listen
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so I probably didn't do it for at least maybe after like six to nine months of therapy
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then, mm-hmm. then eventually I bought a journal yep and then even three months after I bought my journal um uh, I hadn't started and then one day i said i'm just gonna start and to hold myself accountable i made them i posted them online yeah I said, so i wanted to get, get into the habit of waking up in the morning writing down at minimum 10 things um and then i put put them online to hold myself accountable because i also challenged some people that i knew to mm-hmm. join me in this process so that i can get in the habit of it and i still write them down to this day i stopped posting them online
0: yeah, but you're still you're in the rhythm now. Oh
1: man, I just finished another book. So I just this is the, the new book I started What's, yesterday.
0: Okay, all right. Um, I'm all about my journals too. I'm on like yeah, journal yeah, number four. I have, let me see. Here's my desk. So I have these
1: four. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that, no, you're those, getting
0: your gratitude on. Those are
1: full. Um mm-hmm. but it's it's evolved. It's it's evolved to so much more than just gratitude as well. Like it's it, it's my it's my gratitude list. Um and that and I just kind of Write until I exhaust whatever's in my head about gratitude. Um, mm. And then I write a, a list of affirmations and I kind of exhaust those mm. until w- whatever's in my head is out. Um, and then I've recently started doing something even more specific than, gra- uh, than affirmations. And that is just writing simply in very simple rudimentary terms, what it is I want, mm. period. Whether it be what it is I want for my life, what do I want for my career, what do I want for my relationship, what do I want in terms of clients this week, what do I want? Yeah. And I, I, just, I just keep it really simple. Um, And like, I want, you know, I want a cash check for a million dollars.
0: Yeah.
1: And right you know down. I want a, a, a loving relationship that is supportive and supportive mm. of what I do, understanding my character, my being, my creativity, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I want, and so I just wrote those down in, in very simple terms. And in the last year, uh, I really saw how just, Sticking with that, sticking with writing down gratitude, sticking yeah. with writing down my affirmations, sticking with writing down the things that I desire, how I, my life began to manifest those things for me. Mm. And I've had, last year was for, I've been in Atlanta now, it'll be four years next month. Okay. And um, I have, my first two years are rough. My third year was recovery. Like is like, you know, turnaround and now my yeah. fourth, my, my, but the, I guess the second half of my third year and now my fourth year
0: have been phenomenal.
1: They this have great. been- It's paying absolutely off. Absolutely phenomenal.
0: Um, so my next one is just, let's give us a description of yourself. I know you describe yourself as the next level Renaissance man. Like what are some of the current things that I know that you're actively working on right now?
1: Okay. Um, so yes, next level Renaissance man, I honestly think it's just pretty textbook how I feel. And I've adopted that. I've adopted that sort of mantra for myself Uh, at a point um, back before, just before we first met, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really, before we first met, there was all these things that I was interested in, all these little creative pockets inside me that I wanted to do. And I, you know, how, I don't know how old you are. I'm 44 and at, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were trained. In my my late (laughs) thirties. Late thirties. My my mom's generation, you know, they kind of raised us to, you know, you pick a thing and you stick with that and you work hard and Mm. do that thing right yeah that didn't really work for me i always felt like there were holes in my life i always felt like i wasn't complete when i wasn't doing these other things as well and when i tried to stick with one thing i found myself to be honestly sort of self-destructive in other areas mm. of my life and it wasn't i had to i always had to have an outlet and i used to use photography used to just be my sort of outlet kind of a hobby yeah. and whenever i got frustrated with something else i could pick up a camera i can walk through the city i can take relief really fat- and Pictures of architectural details or whatever I saw that was interesting, mm-hmm. um, and I just sort of adopted the mantra after you know our uh, our fairy godmother Oprah Winfrey or or um, what's the the cooking chick um, I can't think of her name like Oprah but not the one who went to jail. Oh. Martha Stewart, yes. Oh,
0: oh, I'm like, wait, see I'm thinking of a black person. I was like, I don't know, I'm like, she went to jail. No, okay. Well, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know this story at all.
1: Uh, she went to this. So I think I thought about them and it dawned on me one day that I can do it all. Okay. I can do it all. I didn't have to stick with one medium. I didn't have to stick with one creative outlet. So what
0: what outlets are you tapping into right now? I know photography is one of them.
1: So photography is one of them. It's kind of, photography sort of slowed down since uh, the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, It's starting slowly but surely to pick back up. Um, But but just to give you a kind of a, uh, photography paid my bills last year, 100% hands down, more than anything else. Photography Mm. paid my bills. Mm. Mm -hmm. Never thought it would be a business, never anticipated it to be in a business. Yeah. Um, And it just turned into one and I'm grateful. Um, But I'm also getting back into the furniture game.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: in, a, in a very mean kind of a way it has been uh i've had i think who really the two people who really inspired it uh you know anitra from Reflections. yeah yeah
0: yeah um,
1: and you know do you know kevin fuller um kevin fuller with uh the kevin fuller he 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 he, he, re, he re he uh reimagines furniture so he takes old pe- people's old furniture and just kind of like does this thing on it. I'll and,
0: have to see if uh, I'm following him. I don't know him deep enough. Kevin Fuller. Okay. But the with two E's. The Kevin Fuller. Okay.
1: He's based here in Atlanta. Hmm. So we were all, Anitra, this is before she moved here to Atlanta. And she yeah. was visiting and we all had sat down for cocktails and uh, a bite one night. And they were like, why are you not in furniture? Like, why are you not doing this right now?
0: And I like, agree. Cause that's what you were. I mean, not that you're not good at what you do now, but like you, you had a store and as a black man in the interior design industry, that's rare.
1: It is. It is tremendously rare. Um, and I recognize that. But that store was it was that was that was hard upkeep.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I can
1: imagine that too. It was it was hard upkeep. I'm not mad at it, and I I am planning for a future, but I'm also planning bigger. Mm, uh-huh. Uh, and I'll tell you where that's come in. So they inspired this a couple years ago conversation. Fast forward um I was trying to do some things in, in the furniture at the beginning of, at the end of 2018 and into 19, but it, it kind of fell apart last minute. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to focus on photography. Photography took off. I'm not mad at it. Um, but then it's gotten to the point that people were like, randomly, this is the most random thing ever. <laughs> it started with one woman. She sent me, she found me on Facebook. She says, hey, I'm so glad I found you. She's like, you used to uh, have this lamp. Um, she says, do you still have this lamp? And I was
0: like, a lamp? She's on the hunt, though. I like it. I like her passion. That's how I get
1: I said, well, what lamp are you talking about? And then she, a couple days later, she responded, and she dug out this lamp that I had in my showroom when I had my showroom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. I was like, no, ma'am, I don't still have that lamp. I can try to find it for you. And then there was, uh, and then people just started, people who knew that I was in furniture, Mm -hmm. they just started asking me for random things. It was like, hey, I need need a new sofa. Can you help me with a sofa? Um, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine and now client in New York who used to live in L.A., she's like, hey, we need this thing. Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just kind of snowballed. And then uh, now I have uh, a couple of clients here in Atlanta at present that I'm having yeah. some, some dining chairs done for. We did a little bit of sh- uh, I did a little bit of shopping for this, the most amazing um, dining room table, like the most amazing two-tone. What makes it OK? Thing.
0: Yeah. What makes it so um, hot?
1: yeah it is two toned it's like the the base is uh like cer- the base is like uh matte ceramic okay um, and the top is like this kind of dark wood with a very very light white wash on top of it mm. it's like the dining mm. table but believe it or not they just found it today cuz they lost it in shipping how you lose how you lose a <laughs> <table that seats laughs> yeah people you're people? like hmm uh you
0: need find <laughs> <buying> that <you>, <laughs> yeah
1: how do you lose a table that seats 10 people i don't i don't understand i don't know so but, it's
0: just i don't know it's just it's-
1: yeah, but they they called me today to tell me they found it. So I'm mm-hmm, I bet they did. And then uh, some some custom chairs, some custom sofas, all the all good stuff. But I'm planning my first um, I'm I'm relaunching. So just so you know, I'm yeah. relaunching stuff in the spring. Okay. Uh, the furniture company. Um, but I'm doing it differently this time, and I'm okay. glad that we're. Um, this is one of the things I'm really excited to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I think. In, last, in 2019, 1819, when I was trying to get back into the furniture game, why it failed is it was, was because I did not have a clear vision and a clear purpose mm. for what it was that I was doing. Yeah. Um, since I've been in Atlanta, one of the things, and this is, this, I'm tying it all together, honestly. I said that I was here for a purpose and a reason, right? Yeah. And one was just to find clarity in who I am as an individual and really find for the very first time a, a true sense of community mm. and a true sense of, or the true desire to help other people. Like I've helped other people, but I've, it's never felt like, it never, I've never felt compelled to, I think. Yeah. And so the 7th Spring now, coming back. This time around, it's not going to be, I'm not calling my furniture line 7th Spring. Okay. 7th Spring is now just going to be the website. Okay. Going, and I want it to be a, uh, a, a furniture and decor website that rivals the West elms the c b2s mm-hmm. the uh, the hardware restorations um, but i I want this website well not I want this website will be powered by artisans of color from around the world
0: oh I love it
1: um, and so I'm looking for uh, designers of anything that's related to the home okay. that we can sell on the website It's not going to necessarily be a hodgepodge kind of a marketplace it's i'm going to curate it like i'm going to say curate it yes i'm going to curate it like it's a brand so every season we'll have a color story we'll have whatever we will shop through people's collections as we see fit
0: Hmm. um
1: and that's going to be the website i'm now Uh, i'm in the process of uh i was hoping i would have something to show you today Um, as natural um as you know as as the uh furniture manufacturing world is you know they're always delayed (laughs) yes
0: Especially now more than ever.
1: But yes, the delays are real. The delays are real. And so um, I was hoping to have my, uh, or at least some pieces from the first furniture collection uh, ready to just show you, or at least send you images of. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those are going to be available on 7th Spring as well, um, when they are, when they're ready, of course. Um, And then I do, you know, there, but then I also know many people, many of our peers and colleagues in the industry, who don't necessarily have furniture collections or who are not necessarily producing mass or, you know, producing large groups of, or numbers, but they have these one-off pieces that are just really, really dope. So I just recently decided to add to the website, a marketplace specifically, I was going to call it the seventh spring bazaar specifically for those designers who have something, maybe they had a, maybe they had something in, in a project that didn't, um, that didn't get used. used. Okay. A sofa or whatever. And those things can go into the bazaar that those Mm. are just going to be those one-off finds, those custom finds that you'll never find anywhere else. And then the rest of the website will be, you know, upholstery, case goods, ceramics, tabletops, all the above. Um, and of course the goal is to, you know, I, I, I've seen our friends like sort of struggle to get, to have their products shown in you know stores like West Elm on, pers- on a on a on uh, a on a permanent basis yeah you know, to get their products shown in any of these big retail chains and you know as the momentum of our culture's realization that we can do this ourselves i decided to build our own table
0: yeah no i and i think that's where we are too you know yeah. where as much as we can play that game mm-hmm. i, I want to be very clear that we already have a table Yes. And you can come to our table too. Facts. You're welcome to sit here too and come over and hang out. But like we are building things. We're working on things. Yeah. You know, I want to help you with this idea. Yes. Let me know if you, you want to help. I, oh. I can help. I can send you people. Oh, I that
1: would know. be, that would be awesome. That would I be so awesome. Help. The website is still in development right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. You're done. I'm going to uh, like to launch the website. I'm going to uh, have some uh, re- re- Resale collections on the website, so just to have a variety of products. But the goal is to really weed those out as and replace them with um, artisans from yeah, around yeah, the world. Yeah. I've already enlisted. Uh, it's going to Seven in Spring is going to have its own um, art collection area. Mm. I've already enlisted in an. In a di- I've listed um, sort of an in-house artist to. He's going to produce things that just all kinds of different. Because I I know from LA. I used to use them for my design projects in LA.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: he's a guy. He's a little hip hop guy who has never thought about making his art a business, but he's talented with any medium of art, which I always just found fascinating.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that
1: he can pick up a pencil and it'd be beautiful. It'd be paint and it'd be beautiful. <laughs> stuff, like. And so I, used to, I literally used to hire him. Like when I had, when I had clients who didn't have big budgets, but I needed an art piece to fit the stuff that I was doing. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, hey, here's my color palette. Here's these five pieces of inspiration. I need something that's inspired by these and he would kick stuff out for me so quickly. So we've, we just signed a deal where he's gonna be producing original art for me and I'm gonna be mm. copying it and mm. then printing, like selling the prints on the yeah. website. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm, the goal is to do the same thing with other artists too. I, I actually didn't even start with him. He wasn't my first thought. There were so there's so many artists. Uh, I follow so many wonderful,
0: wonderful I know, the, hu- the hub of like black art, that mm-hmm. one's a tough one for me to even make decisions on like, what do I wanna buy? It's, it's, it's
1: amazing. It's, it, it, I love how we've evolved as a culture. I love how our perspectives have evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how we are no longer, or I don't know if we've ever been, but we are really pulling back the veil on our, uh, our emotion mm. about where we are in our position in this play on this planet. Yeah. Um, and I've reached out to some of them and what I'm discovering, and and you can correct me if you know different but I'm what I'm discovering to um, from to many like many creatives not just yeah. artists but we are good at what we do but we don't know how to make it a business mm. and and that's that's what I'm discovering is that people aren't interested they're like oh no but you can buy my you know you can buy this one and I'm like I'm I'm not trying to get, to get you one sale I'm trying to get yeah, you multiple sales yeah you know what I mean I'm trying to get you multiple sales let's let's copy let's get these let's get some high quality prints Let's frame them can keep them consistent we'll do two colors two or three colors of frames put this up out there and just sell it and over and over again yeah. But They they don't see the they don't see the vision because they're artists and i get it i'm not, not <laughs> gonna,
0: yeah you're like i get it. no and i think what i'm noticing mostly is like people are very talented
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's finding enough money in the capital mm. and it's like we really all have to start we have to start combining our efforts together
1: yes So many of us
0: have different but similar visions that all have the same mission statement. So it's almost like, how do we make it bigger? Because that's how we're going to be able to get the capital. Well, on that note, let's take a break. When it comes to finishing a room, most people forget about the styling. Even when people buy the whole room setting from the showroom, You guys remember that? Showrooms? Ugh, those were the good old days. You'd often come home, set it all up, and then ask yourself, why doesn't it look as good as it did in the store? Well, the secret is because it hasn't been styled. But don't worry, I've got you covered. Check out my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. And in less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. Sign up for Skillshare.com and I will post your work on my Instagram feed.
1: Um, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to be selling my photography too. And I'm actually going to, I have this really fantastic photo shoot uh, plan for this weekend that I'm looking, so looking forward to. Yeah. Um, it involves uh, that right here, right back here. They just came today from um, Amazon. Hmm. Uh, some Mylar. One of them going to involve Mylar. Okay. I have some, um, some, why can't I think of the name of the fabrics? So I'm chiffon. Okay, all
0: right, okay.
1: Um, so I'm looking forward to this photo shoot this weekend. It's gonna be i'm I'm getting I'm slowly but surely, now granted corporate photography and like product photography and real estate photography paid my bills last year. Mm-hmm. but it's, it's not where my heart is. And so i'm I'm going to go more into the fine arts realm when it comes mm-hmm. to photography um, and really just do things that inspire that I can sell. And, yeah, and I have so many collections uh mapped out and planned i just need oh we can have this that's another conversation for the sideline too I, I could probably use your help for that uh
0: but i'm okay, excited so i really
1: am excited and when i say all these things are coming together because there's photography there's the furniture there's this website Seven seventh spring and then there's real estate how all of this is really being funded right now like really i've had a phenomenal year already in real estate um yeah that's really been exciting. I just come off last night, a really great, uh, like home buyers class, like what to, how to buy a home in 2020. Cause that's, it's mm. a very different world than yeah. before. Um, and then and I'll need to
0: talk to you that cause we're, my husband and I want to buy mm-hmm. and we're struggling to figure it all out. We actually did a podcast um, with Shauna Friedman, just talking about, you know, black people, home ownership, and the connection between wealth. Yes. Um. And that's just something we're trying to figure out because we're in Connecticut and the taxes yes. are high.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prices are high. Prices so, are you know, high. We can talk, and and definitely, and I, and, you know, and I'm learning a lot too. I'm working with, um, I have as of recently, um, and sort of unintentionally, I've been working with a a, a mortgage company. They've they've funded like a couple of my buyers recently. Uh, that it's an all black company, and it's that's mm. a, um, and they and it's called. Uh, I'm gonna plug them just because. Yeah, uh, plug them i um, as a uh, home uh legacy is as, as legacy home loans okay and the the name is really around building legacy for our communities like building mm. like the the core their core in their core values is building blackwell mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that's something that we i love that you know i i i i sort of haphazardly and in, was introduced to them um we've done a couple of deals together now so i'm excited um yeah. to, to continue to work with them um so i'm i'm here for that but When I say all this is coming together, there's like through some of my relationships in real estate, those relationships are now becoming, they're becoming some of the funding sources for the furniture company. I'm doing this differently than I did before. Before I funded everything out of pocket, shoot me in the head. (laughs) head. (laughs) We're not doing that twice. Yeah, no, man, that struggle, I remember remember thinking like, okay, bills are paid, but how am I gonna eat this week? Like, you know what I mean? Right,
0: right. I'm
1: not doing that juggle again. No. Um, so we're using we're we're using credit we're using financing i've mm-hmm. learned i've i've definitely learned a lot from f- following different business podcasts and, mm-hmm. and what i'm learning from our uh our uh our counterparts our, our white counterparts is some good really good stuff in and, and the re- the realization that most of their businesses when they start these fresh businesses don't start they're not 100% funded or owned by one person mm-hmm. they always have capital From somebody else, they always have silent partners. They always have this or that, and I think in our community, for for whatever, well, not for whatever reason, because we were never trained in the the business and finance, we always felt like we needed to have a hundred percent ownership of everything that we do. Yeah. And so I'm 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 taking I'm taking that lesson from them, and I'm 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 using it like this time. I'm like, all right, this is my idea. This is the structure of it. This is what I want to do. Who's got the capital? Right. Yeah. And so let's 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 knock this thing out. How can I do this different? that's how we are moving forward
0: that's so my we're... last question before we move to the interior design game is mm-hmm. let's talk about your your community project oh. around i just you know i can't breathe i just want to live i just want to
1: live uh i mean it really i think it says what it it is what it is like i just mm-hmm. live. and i it, you know it was after the death of ahmaud Aubrey, it was really after the death of george floyd Mm-hmm. Um, Ahmaud Aubrey was that, I can't even express how, how upset I was and how, how many emotions I really, really felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think that I'm, 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 I live in that state, right? Right, right. And, um, to think that there are people who could sit on this type of information and not feel accountable to disclose it, um, and so, it really began to incense me. And then, mm-hmm. and then, and then, shortly after that, then we have well, not shortly after it was like three months later. After, well, shortly after the video was was released. yeah revealed. Then we have uh, uh, Lloyd, Floyd, uh, Floyd.
0: Floyd. Yeah, George Floyd. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I lost it. Like I, I, I had like a day or two where I was like literally waking up like lethargic and just I was feeling mm. my chest was tight for a couple of days. And I was, I got, I was walking down the hallway of the house and I was just like, I just need answers. I need, and I say like, and so I, I, I started calling white people in my phone.
0: Mm.
1: No lie. I, my, all of my life, any transition I've ever made in my career, any real advancement in my career has honestly been supported by people who don't look like me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. hmm
1: and so I don't believe that they're racist because they oftentimes they were the they were the advocates for it. They were the ones to put me on to say, "Oh, this is here, This is this opportunity. You need to take it."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I don't believe that they're racist. But what I was just, but I, what I really wanted to understand was, do they hold each other accountable? Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the accountability in the community? Um, I wanted to understand why, because I, I, I didn't believe they're racist, but I also want to understand why i have not heard your voice in Mm -hmm. this conversation and i'm using conversation to be polite about it right Yeah, yeah um and i don't mean and you know and so i started calling and those and they weren't always great conversations they weren't always you know i mean my first few conversations i was screaming and crying and just I threw my phone in one conversation and not because they said anything that was that angered me it was just because I was trying to express myself and I could not find the words or the the sentiment to say what I needed to say and the only thing that I could do was throw my phone Mm,
0: yeah
1: um it was heartbreaking Mm -hmm. it was it was heartbreaking and I got the phone and that that I posted a picture of myself and I just typed across the front of the picture, I just want to live. Mm-hmm. And it connected with so many people.
0: Oh yeah, connected with me. You remember I messaged you right away. I was yeah. like, what are you doing with this? <laughs> yeah, and I said, there
1: needs to be a campaign. And so before I knew, literally before I knew it, it was a campaign. I I, I literally was, I was going to the store or something like that. I was texting, terrible, forgive me. Texting while driving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it happened everyone.
1: I was texting, I was like, hey, I want to shoot you guys. I, I shouted out to my friends in a group text, I'm like, hey, I want to shoot you guys. I just want to live. And I posted a picture myself, and I said, will you guys do this with me? And then my uh, my core group, they just jumped. They're like, absolutely, what day, what time? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of came home, and I realized, and then I came home, and I started sending to other people, and I realized I don't really have a formal process for this. And I was like, how are these people scheduling time? How am I booking my time?
0: Um, but details, it details. In,
1: yeah, Details. <laughs> I quickly learned because the the first couple of days that I shot, um, I, I started shooting on a Saturday. So I saw I shot that first Saturday and Sunday. I probably shot about fifty people.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Um,
1: it was it was it ended up being no. that th- take that back. That's not that's not true. I think that was the second weekend. The first weekend it was probably closer to about thirty thirty five people.
0: Still high number in two days.
1: Um, and uh. And I just began to do it. I, I put up a website for uh, well, I added a web page t- to my site. I gave them a place for people to schedule times, and I was literally shooting all day. I would start mm. shooting at like eleven, I think, or ten on Saturdays, and shoot from like ten to five, and was just shooting all day. And um, it was, it was the most beautiful thing that I think I could have ever done because what I what the intention was to give if I needed a if I I needed to express myself and mm. I. I I had that outlet, I was able to call people and look for accountability and have these conversations and things like that. But not everyone who looks like us has, has white friends to say, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And so they, so they walk, so we walk around here angry and upset and wanting to hold every, every person that doesn't look like us accountable for everything and it's not, it's not the situation. And so I wanted to give Black people a safe space to express themselves honestly,
0: yeah. like
1: pull back the veil Let's talk about it. I, I actually recorded, in addition to taking photos, I recorded, so I began to record after the first day our conversations, mm. because people were dropping like some nuggets of knowledge. And I was like, after day one, I was like, I needed to have recorded that. Mm. I need, so I, I set up a camera, the second camera that was just video. <clears throat> and just to record these conversations, because it was, it became, for me, it became cathartic. You know, I had friends, we were at the beginning of the pandemic, I, of course, I was worried about that. I didn't, I had people enter through the basement instead of entering through the front door kind of Mm thing. And we, there were uh, people, you know, I had people who were worried about like, you know, the types of energy that I was absorbing by having all this around. But actually it was more love than anything. It was Mm. more, it was more empathy than anything. Um, And to hear people's stories. I mean, one of the men who came through there, his mother used to play with Emmett Till.
0: Which is crazy. That's it's crazy to crazy. think of his story.
1: And he was he was expressing where we are today and how he he was actually his mother was pregnant. Um, not only did she uh, play with Emmettil as a kid, but she was she was participating on many of the civil rights marches with Martin Luther King when mm. she was pregnant with him. And so he had these stories to tell. And then there was uh I mean I, there was that story. I had an, an, another gentleman who came through and he was said, you know. I've lived through this once. Yeah. And he was like, just, he was, he teared up on just the idea. I'm getting teary thinking about it. Just the thought or the idea that we, he was going through this type of civil unrest yet again in his lifetime. Um, it, so many people were heartbroken. Yeah. Um, there were families who come people, there was a group of 11 people who came from North Carolina came from- North I know, North. I'm like,
0: 11 people, okay.
1: Yeah, they came in a van, in a car. <laughs> um, it was, um, I had people sending in photos sending photos in from, from Los Angeles, from mm. New York, uh, from, I had people sent from the Carolinas, from, um, from, why can't I think of, uh, Grants Path, Grants past is, uh, Path is in, not Seattle, Washington. Okay. Okay. Washington. Wow. It, yeah. All over the country. It was, um, it was, it was important. Um, and I, I, it's, you know, though the momentum has died on the campaign, It. I, I don't think that, that that, page is going to, I think that page is going to continue to exist. Yeah. And what I decided is that I want to sort of, uh, continue to capture the zeitgeist of where we are emotionally as mm-hmm. a community, um, as we transition.
0: Yeah, because it's not the last Black Death. We know that, and so we it's just to. continuing that.
1: Yeah, and so it's been it's been it's been, a, yeah. it's been an ongoing and a very powerful. It was so it was very powerful and moving for me, and it yeah. was really cathartic for me. And um, one of the most humbling things that I think I've ever engaged in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I would yeah I can't change it. It was it, I mean some of the photos and it was really difficult. I, just, I only took three photos of every person. Yeah, I <laughs> picked one. But yeah, some, some of the photos it was so difficult to choose which like emotion, and I asked him to leave a quote as well. But mm. some of the photos it was so difficult to choose which expression, like where they were at. I mean, they were just some of them were gut wrenching. Yeah, one woman I'm thinking about it, she started crying sitting down in the chair.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and I was just like, Are you okay? I like, you know, like, I mean. Like she's, I was like, we just hugged. We hugged for like, mm. I don't know, a good solid minute. Uh, but she started crying before she, before we
0: Yeah, took even her. sat down.
1: It was amazing. Sickens. It was an amazing, it, it was an amazing experience. It'll continue to go, if anybody wants to continue to shoot, like, you know, I haven't had any requests of, as of late, but if anybody wants to at any, you know, let me know. Yeah. I'll make myself available for that because I think it's a beautiful thing.
0: Now we're gonna lighten it up. So we're just gonna talk about um, interior design trends from Architectural Digest. Okay. So the first one, and I should be honest with this, sorry, because I've gotten so used to doing these. So the game is called Love It or Hate It and Why. So giving us your reasons behind that. I'm not just listing things. All right, good deal. Um, So the first one is simple luxuries, thinking about as home, as a sanctuary, Kind of lived in, but there is a refined element to it. Simple
1: luxury homes lived in. Okay, um, I love it. I, I've always, you know, is my 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 motto, even for my own home before I got into the design world, um, was and I think, yeah, that that your home should be your sanctuary. I think that your home should. And, no i've always felt that no matter where you sit in your home yeah you should be inspired
0: mm-hmm. no matter
1: what, because i said if we had to and this is the the pandemic is a prime example yep. if you have to be shut into your shut in your house you should be able to look around into your home and smile yes and um i think you know when you and i first started dialog and i think you used a photo from one of my apartments in downtown l.a uh with the grace jones picture in the back yeah room. yeah back i
0: remember room. that yep
1: um, which is now in the garage by the way <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring grace out bring her out oh no, yeah
1: I'm, so uh i'm planning my, my my partner and i we are planning to move uh, we're planning to buy a house in the near future
0: okay yeah, all right we'll i want to hear more about that story too
1: yes and so <laughs> we're buying a house in the near future so grace jones will she will re- uh regain her throne
0: okay right. okay
1: But yeah, I love it. I think your home should be your sanctuary. I like things to feel lived in. I I, I always, you know, things that feel sterile seem uncomfortable to me. So yeah, Yeah. I want want you to have, it can can look luxurious, but still be inviting.
0: Okay. Next up is amped up neutrals, which I don't even know if this is possible, but warm neutrals that cleanse the palette.
1: So amped up neutrals, uh, you know, I'm, you've always known me to love color. I always always love color, pattern, texture 100%. In my head right now, I'm a very neutral guy. This 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 coming collection is about natural and neutral. Hmm, okay. Um, in a very kind of sexy way. I'm here for it. I do believe if if there is anyone who can amp up a neutral, um it's probably uh Kelly Wersler, I mean, yeah, I she agree. yeah, she's yeah, no, her site mm, sick. She's the queen of like amped up neutral, like like everything in her site is beige. I was in a I was in a showroom here in Atlanta that that reps her recently, yeah, and everything was beige, and I was like, why is this so? Why do I want queen? all of it?
0: Yeah, and it's beige, which is not a color that I really enjoy, mm. but I love it. Everything. I agree. <laughs> mm. Okay, next one is geometry lesson. So things like reoccurring circles, rectangles, stripe motifs. Um, yeah just like kind of that feeling of like the 1930s to the 1960s that okay. kind of mod feeling i um i'm not gonna say i love it i think it's i think it's
1: a trend i think okay. it'll, i think i think it'll come and it'll go it'll go um i definitely like i like repetition i do love that but i think the like lines and stuff uh eh. call it and if, if, if it'll be you know it depends on how you apply it, it could be something really interesting if you did it. On a, if, here's the thing about stripes like on a sofa the stripes on the sofa can be really dope, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah. how
1: long is that gonna last? <laughs> like, even in your own environment, right?
0: No, I agree, I'd be itching to change that in a year. I'd be like, That was cute, I'm done. That was exactly because that think was, that was fun. I got out of my system, <laughs> yep, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. I know me, I'm like, I'm done, I'm moving on. Okay, the next one is uh, Japanese influences, thinking like soothing minimalism. Um, I
1: dig it. Um, mm-hmm. I dig, I've never been a minimalist, and I don't know that I ever have the, I don't even have the capacity to be a minimalist, Minimalist, um, but I definitely, definitely dig it, and I'm going to try it for myself one day.
0: Okay, all right, you're not there yet. It'll happen soon enough. Yeah. Okay, the last one is called Natural Selection, like botanical prints, lush greens, replications of wood grains, and stone veinings um i think
1: that it i think that right now we are kind of in the sort of resurgence of that because
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when you think about like when you think about the like the diana freeland's like she's done all of that already like you know what i mean these yeah. giant, giant rooms and lush marbles and when you think about i can't even think of this woman's name but she used to be uh the prime minister's wife of italy in the 50s she was sort of the, the italy's version of jackie o mm. like she's done all of that too um there is um I mean, I like it. I think that'll be here to stay. I don't yeah. know that, it, it, you know, it's, it's, I think it'll ebb and flow in terms of its popularity, but I think, yeah. I think it'll definitely be here to stay. Like I, I've always loved marble. I've, I've, I've owned a marble table since I was in my twenties. I've owned okay. a piece of marble furniture. I've had marble f- tables, dining room tables, coffee tables, console tables.
0: Um, I'm envious 20s. of your world. I've only sold it. I've always wanted to own it. Oh, my, and my family it won't happen because they just they won't they're not there yet
1: let me tell you my dining room table was, was one of the few things that I moved from uh, from LA to Atlanta and they broke it
0: see and that would be I mean, trauma it,
1: it was trauma. It that's was furniture
0: dangerous. trauma.
1: No. It, it was dramatic. And it, what was really, what made it, what, what added insult to injury was I had the three matching sets, the coffee table and the console. table.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And I had
1: just given the console, I had just given the console table and the coffee table to my sister. Mm. So the only thing I kept was my, my dining table. Yeah. And it was broken. And now I, I
0: couldn't go back to her and be like, I need you to send me my table. No, <laughs> no that's gone. <laughs> So, this happened to me. So, now we make something sad happen to you. Exactly. Right. You can't do that. Well, Clarence, that's our interview. I love it. Thank thank you you so much.
1: Thank you. You know what, Angela? Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for even um, seeing something in me that I I don't always see in myself. Oh,
0: well, thank
1: you. I, I greatly appreciate that. You do great work for our community just in general. you Um, you have been an advocate and a voice for the black design world like no one else has and we appreciate you And, and, and not only that i mean not only are you writing about us and blogging about us but you are actually doing the work, like you're d- designing yourself, and you've been okay. able to um, work on platforms that many of us desire to get to. So we appreciate you. Oh, and, thank you. And, you
0: make me tear up.
1: <laughs> oh no, I love you for the work that you do, and I have always loved you, loved you for the work that you do. And um, you know, there was even times when I was sort of trying to find myself yeah. that I wanted to mimic some of the stuff you do and i was like but clarence this is not your lane like you know do <laughs> stay in your lane yeah yeah stay in your lane so I'm, I, I applaud you and I'm, I'm here for it
0: well i hope you really enjoyed that conversation with clarence and i i feel like it just really filled me up and just reminded me it's so important especially in times like now where there's so much that's unknown, to really just believe in yourself, keep pushing, talk to other people, keep networking, you know, to keep yourself moving forward. I mean, 2021 is right around the corner and there can also be good things um, coming for you. Just got to believe in yourself. So if you like this interview and you want to share it with your friends and family, I would love that. Also make sure to subscribe. All right. Bye-bye.